Welcome back to the Movie Slob Podcast, uh, quarantine edition. We're hiding out from COVID-19, watching VOD movies. I'm your host, Robert Jackson, and with me again is the other guy. I am six feet away from him, William Jackson. Yeah, we're social distancing uh, from each other currently, right now. Does it matter if we're blood? Does it matter if we're married? Get the fuck away from me. Problem with, uh, I mean, there's a lot of problems with coronavirus, but the biggest problem for me personally is that all of the movie theaters are closed right now, which is fucking... That makes what we do a little bit harder. The biggest bummer, dude. Like, you can't do anything. I don't know. It's you know 99% of what? what I do is watch movies either in my house or in a theater, so it's like half of what I do is gone now. You know what bugs me the most about all of that is that um, every movie that just got announced on VOD, we all we paid to yeah, see. Yeah, so on this episode, we're going to talk about three movies that we saw that are now available on VOD, but technically, we saw them in a theater... And uh, everything that's getting announced for VOD right now to, as, as some kind of like a olive branch to all these people that are stuck at home. That means video on demand. They're all, yeah, they're all uh, they're all movies we've already seen, except for Sonic. Sonic. I'm kind of interested in Onward. Uh, wasn't there one other one? There's, uh, a, there's Bloodshot. Don't yeah. really care. Uh, See, Birds the of Prey we already saw. Lovebirds. Don't, don't I still believe. Emma. I don't know what that's about. Uh, Frozen 2. Thought that was already out. <laughs> so yeah, a lot of winners. Uh, the Invisible Man, Star Wars: Rise of Skywalker, and Trolls World Tour. The other now, thing Trolls World Tour, <laughs> I believe, might be Oscar bait. The uh, well, you know, the thing is, uh, there's so you know every year they do the best animated feature, and there's usually two Pixar movies a year and maybe one Dis- Disney movie. So there's three, but they have to have what five nominees, I think. So there's always like. If Ardman Animation does like a new Wallace and Gromit movie, or if uh, who are the people um, uh, Leica that do like uh, they did Bigfoot and they did like Coraline and Box Trolls and shit, but mm-hmm. uh, some year, well, I guess DreamWorks too. If DreamWorks puts out something that's not complete trash, they usually get on there. Illumination, it's I been don't, a while. Does Illumination because they they do like Minions and they did like the Doctor Seuss stuff. Well, they also do uh, Despicable Me, which isn't the Minions thing. And then what's the one? Steve Carell plays like... Oh, what's the Pets? Pets? Secret Life of Pets? pets or, yeah, Pets Life. A, a pets what's life. the one pets life with thing? the Dracula dad? Uh, Hotel Transylvania. Isn't that also Steve Carell? That's uh, that's actually Adam Sandler. I'm trying to think like who... Really? What, what company does that, though? That might be Sony. I don't know. The point being is uh, that Trolls movie, you never know. Sometimes there's just not enough uh, decent kids' movies in a year that sometimes like these really bad movies will end up on because it's the best animated feature, which, again, should just be retitled like the the best of the two Pixar movies that came out this year award. It's not for me, so I don't ever care. I, I just mean, feel bad for like young parents that have they have to pick, go see that. You know, sometimes cool shit comes out like Rango. I think Rango won best Never saw best animated feature uh, and and beat out Cars two or whatever, which I you know was the Academy saying like, all right, fuck you. Uh, never saw Cars two. I took Joel to go see it. It was that's I, I say this all the time, but that's the only movie where uh, when I took him to, to the movies when he was younger, he'd always be like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I'm like just wait till it's over. And that was the one movie where he was like, I gotta go to the bathroom. I was like, all right. <laughs> like, had no interest in that movie. That movie sucked, dude. I think the only time I did that was when he was like one or two, I think Pirates of the Caribbean at World's uh, End, or what, what, what was the third one? I think that's, that sounds right. Well, it was At World's End is the bar movie from Shaun of the Dead people, right? You're right, you're right. Um, <laughs> no, wait, I think they're both called that. Really? On There's Stranger Tides was the most recent one, I think. Mm-hmm. Dead Man's Chest or something. No, Dead Man Tell No Tales was one of them. That was the first one. Or something like that. I can't remember. Who Wait. cares? Oh, uh, anyway. Uh, you know they're going to reboot, those, reboot Joel, those movies pretty soon. We went and saw it with Mom and Joel like diarrhea in his diaper. And I remember I was like, I'll go, I'll go change him. Like, <laughs> it was so bad. I was like, I'll be the one to take the bullet. There was a pretty big drop off on those movies. Like, the first one was great. The yeah. second one was fine. The third one was trash. And then the fourth one was like, ugh. And then I think, I, didn't they make a fifth one recently? I, I can't even uh, remember. I thought that was the Stranger Tides one. I think I, th- I yeah, I think so. It was like had mermaids or something in it, and it was like a whole new story. Who knows? I might be making that up. You know, mermaids and stuff. Anyway, back to uh, coronavirus. The uh, that's ruined everything. I hate. Generally, it. we would read the movie news, but there isn't a whole lot of movie news lately. The that only news that, that that happens during a, a pandemic like this is that everything is being canceled and moved out, which is funny because I think companies have paid way in advance for trailers for stuff because i still see trailers for movies that'll be like coming may 2nd i'm like no it's not well okay so 
interesting. One of the one of the stories I wanted to bring up, and I this was before. I mean, coronavirus is happening, but this is before they like shut down everything mm-hmm. and made everybody take off work. Um, so Dave Bautista is is in this movie called My Spy, where um, he like teams up with some little girl who like notices that he's a spy or something. Have you seen that trailer? No, but I can count on two hands how many movies there are about. It's like a kids movie about a spy. Yeah, it, it's a it's a family comedy um, about a guy who's a spy, and then like this little girl catches him, and then she's like, "Teach me how to be a spy, or else I'll expose you, or whatever." Which you know, Frankie Muniz already did that. Um, yeah, it looks really bad and really generic. But uh, I remember seeing the trailer. I think it was supposed to come out last year, and then they were like, "Oh, it got delayed," and I was like, "Well." It's not gonna help. I don't think anyone. I don't think anyone's out here going like, "Oh, if only there was a movie where Dave Bautista and a little girl would do like spy antics." Written by seven writers. You know what it reminds me of is remember the Pacifier with Vin Diesel. We went to go see that. Yeah. Or fucking the Tooth Fairy with uh, what's his name? Uh, um, no, not the Tooth Fairy. Well, there was well, was was that it? There was one where um, the Tooth Fairy is one where he's Johnson. like a hockey player. Yeah, and he becomes the tooth fairy. Do you remember there was there was one where the Rock is um, like a football player, and this little girl is like, "I'm your daughter," and then it becomes about like the whole team trying to deal with the daughter or whatever. Yeah, I've seen that. Anyway, I've got a way that off track. That one, yeah, but basically that's that kind of movie has been done was, a billion times. Did, did you bring it up the Vin Diesel one, the Pacifier? Yeah, yeah. There, that yeah. we saw that in the Riverside. That was back in the day when the, our parents would just drop us off at whatever movie. Didn't matter. So we saw a we lot saw of shit Anaconda. That was just like, what the hell is the point of this? Yeah, we saw uh, Adventures of Pluto Nash, too. <laughs> <laughs> Legendarily bad. Uh, anyway, so yeah, the movie My Spy with Dave Bautista got, a delayed, got delayed again at the time that I... Uh, this was 14 days ago that I was like, hey, I'll you know snap, snapshot that and bring it up during the podcast. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and it says here, uh, yeah, delay till April. And then I saw a thing more recently, although I don't have the article in front of me, that said it, it may just be delayed indefinitely and they're probably just going to dump it on VOD. Which is what's happening with a lot of movies right now. Um, yeah, it turns out the uh, uh, 007 movie wasn't delayed because of the coronavirus. That was, yeah, it so was delayed another, because it was trash. That's another story that I screenshotted. Um, there's some speculation going around that. Let's see if I can bring that up. Here, let me. The website that I got it from is boundingtocomics.com, which I have never heard of that before. So who knows if this is real or if this is just, you know clickbait it says new rumor details james bond film no time to die delayed for reshoots after poor test screening so basically they're trying to blame the coronavirus like everybody else and say oh we're gonna need more time to shoot but in reality they showed like early test cuts suppose supposedly this is all allegedly to uh you know test audiences and they're like oh that blows so who knows Uh, i hope that's not the case i feel like um it's that guy uh um carrie fukunaga but anyway, he's a talented director, and I trust, you know, he's got something. He's cooking something up, I'm sure. Uh, remember who the other guy was, though? It was going to be, before they settled on him, it was going to be, uh, god damn it, I can't remember anything today. The guy who did, uh, what's that movie? <laughs> Fuck, dude. You know what I'm talking about? <laughs> did I give you enough clues with that? Or Spike no? Lee? No, Spike Lee. That'd be an interesting choice, but no. Uh it's the guy who did 127 hours and uh, train spotting and oh, uh, shallow grave and 28 days later. Danny Boyle. Yeah, there you go. Did I you? almost said Dustin Boyle. Dust, you know Dustin Boyle. Dusty Sours. Dusty Elizabeth Sour. So I don't know. I guess I, the, the thing about that is there's no way to prove that article right or wrong. Really, like when it comes out, if it's bad, it's all hyperbole or conjecture rather. Sure. I mean. So we'll keep an eye on that, I guess. <laughs> yeah, there's really no way to like touch on that again. Um, did you know the Invisible Man was that movie we just saw was only made with seven million dollars? Yeah, that's uh, and that movie looked like a ten million dollar movie. <laughs> no, I mean, it looked like like a fifty million. That movie's movie. genius just because somebody took such an old concept and was like, "I I have a new way to make this, and it it's going to cost almost nothing, and it makes perfect sense." It's it's like. It's like a perfect updated version of of the of what the Invisible Man would be. It's a, we'll we'll talk about that more. It's one of the three movies we're going to talk about. Obviously, if you read the title, of this well, episode. I figured we just said there was no news, but, so we uh, could just get right into well, it. One other thing I wanted to bring up before we get into that is uh, speaking of that, uh, apparently they've hired uh, Karen Kusama to direct, uh, not what is it, the uh, Dracula, like a new Blumhouse Dracula or Blumhouse. I don't know mm-hmm. how you pronounce that. And they did uh, obviously the Invisible Man, and uh, that's that's exciting to me. I mean. She did, let's see, 
I want to say it's Karen Kasama. You know, you know that name, right? She did that Destroyer movie, which I haven't seen yet, but I've heard nothing but good things about. But um, I think she did that movie. What was the one we didn't agree on about? Was it The Invitation? Is that what it's called? Where they're yeah, I don't like that movie. Uh, I want to make sure I'm right on that. Uh, well, you said the one we don't agree. Yeah, on. it is okay. It's The Invitation, directed by Karen Kasama. I was like, I was like, where do I know her from? But which was uh, again a really, really like small, it's a subtle small movie. budget where it's just people in rooms talking. Which the Invisible Man kind of has that you know element to it as well, where it's a lot of wait. Um, did he the same director did that movie too? The Invitation. No, the the chick that did she did uh, uh, Upgrade right. That's yeah, Lay Lay Wanell, I think his name is. He's the guy who did uh, Upgrade, and before that, I think he was like the writer or something on. This is all. <laughs> this is where I need to look this shit up. But well, I say forgive us. This is we did a lot more research for the first episode, but this episode I feel like we're. Let me uh, look him up real quick. Le- Lay Winnell, if I remember correctly, worked on um, the Saw and Insidious movies, and then yeah, his his uh, so his directorial debut was Insidious Chapter Three, which was uh, remember we watched that here. Uh, not a good movie. I I love the Insidious movies, but the third I don't think one we was, was oh, you know, we did watch three here. Pretty that one trash. Was terrible. That? It was the first one I saw. There was one with the key fingers. Yeah, because remember you were like, I thought you liked these movies, and then we went back and watched what the first. So I think just the first one, and you were we were no, I, I saw the second one too. It was the Conjuring. The two Conjuring, yeah, we haven't seen the Conjuring two yet. I mean, I have, but we haven't watched it as a big group. But yeah, so he did Insidious three, not great, and then he did Upgrade, which came out in twenty eighteen, which we, you know, I That's think a we three all star movie, very like, a very good movie with some interesting ideas, especially in the directing. But like a for little future uh, reference, we're probably going to just be referring to like Letterboxd style ratings on this. Yeah, it's probably, a, which is out of a five star. So I would also that, probably give that a three out of five. That's a three star movie. Where in a three star to me is like I'd watch it again. It was it was fine. Sometimes you you, you give a movie a, a three star rating and you watch it again and then you know you're you like, know what's what weird? was I thinking? This is a four star clearly. On the just a quick aside on the scale for Letterboxd, sometimes a three and a half star. Whenever someone uses a half star, I actually feel like that's a downgrade, even though it's up. Like, uh, ironic, we're talking about upgrade, but uh, like, so to me, visually, a three star looks better than a three and a half star. I don't know why that is, but just, you know, something to think about. Well, yeah, here's, okay. you're wrong, and here's why. <laughs> no, I mean, I do kind of feel the opposite, but I'll let that slide. You'll feel the opposite? Uh, I think we agreed uh, on Upgrade and The Invisible Man both, where, where it was like very solid movies that kind of had a couple of problems where I'm like, the Invisible Man, less so, but still, it was just a little clunky. I feel like a lot of. Are the, we getting into it? Yeah, we might as well. So here we're getting into these three movies we saw this week: uh, Invisible Man, the the Hunt, and the Way Back, which are now all going to be available by the time you hear this on VOD, yeah. like way, way, way earlier than they would have. And normally. also, uh, all three I would recommend. I mean, the, these are of of the movies that are coming out on VOD and skipping theaters or leaving theaters early. I'm never going to. These be, are the three I would recommend. I'm never going to be one to defend billion dollar companies and all that, but people are complaining that they're charging twenty dollars for a uh, ticket to this movie now on VOD, and I get why that seems alarming because yeah. you rent something for five dollars. Well, that's something that's been into the theaters, it's been in the ringer, it's made its money, so now they're just selling it or renting it. Well, Pay the twenty dollars because it technically. You watch it with five people. You've made you've made money. That twenty bucks is supporting artists. Like at the end of the day, it's not like Mickey Mouse is sitting on a in a chair like mm-hmm. a fucking James Bond villain. Like yes, I'll take all of your money. I mean, it, it is kind of like that. It I'm is a honest, little bit. <laughs> okay, so the way I looked at it was like we paid eighteen dollars to see that movie. But here's the thing: so you could have ten people watch that movie. You shouldn't have more than ten people in a room. But you yeah, know, for quarantine, you know, practices. Uh, Invisible Man, though. Uh, Pardon me. Is a movie that because so many people went to go see it and because the budget was so low and it made so much money, now these they're like I said they're going to give Karen Kusama a chance to make a, an interesting take on Dracula. It's like so when you pay money, actual money, and not just you know like I downloaded it or I torrented it or streamed it or whatever. Like people get to take chances and make interesting stuff. And you know what I thought? I can already hear there's people saying like, well, you're, you know, doing the Invisible Man is not taking a chance. That's you know. No. But well, it is in these days be fair, because look at Tom Cruise's The Mummy. That movie fucking bombed. The chance was really on the Mummy and uh, the the Wolfman. Uh, yeah, this the, movie, I, I feel I like, forget about the Wolfman, and not to mention Dracula Untold was also they they tried to kick off a cinema a cinematic universe with the that movie weird too. action one. Yeah, and that movie also fell. I think it has the guy from Game of Thrones in it, which there's so many guys from that show, but you know what I mean. Yeah, I know who you mean. Um, I think it's Jon Snow. I don't. I don't know. I didn't see it. Didn't really hear anything about it either, so I didn't really rush out. And it's I, weird I don't know how guy that loves Vampire another movies. aside, Game of Thrones like nobody has a career after that. 
Yeah, we'll see. I mean, time will tell if anyone will actually. It's kind of like, I mean, this is an off topic, but like that, the Game of Thrones thing kind of reminds me of like uh, nobody from Lost really did anything. John Hamm kind of hasn't had much of a career. Uh, what's his name? John uh, Hamm has this weird thing, and if I ever meet him, I'm sorry for saying this, but he has this weird thing of he's living off the the hype of being John Hamm. Yeah, right kind now. of a little bit. I mean, I like him, and and I think everything he's, a good actor. he's in, it's always look. It's John Hamm. He's not actually playing characters anymore. He's playing. Although I will let's let's let me let me reel this back in. John for a Hamm second. could be a good Dracula. If he they, uh, was really good in the Hotel Transylvania. No, uh, the <laughs> what showdown at the El Royale or whatever. Oh yeah, that movie nobody saw. Uh, Bad Times at the El Royale, or was it the again? Other one? We're this is the most episode two, and this is the most unprepared we've ever been. We just kind of were like, hey, we finally have time. You know, everybody's off work, so forgive us. But yeah, Bad Times at the El Royale. He, by and far, stole the show of that movie. Yeah. Um, if you haven't seen that movie, it, it, that movie and the other Hotel movie that came out in the same year, uh, Hotel Artemis, those movies are fun as hell. Maybe we could do an episode where we do both of those and kind of compare and contrast. Yeah. Because they both also kind of have a take on that um, uh, John Wick sort of hotel thing, although I'm sure they're not related at all. I don't like try and say the writers like ripping each other off or whatever i don't think that's the th- i think well, they, if you watch I think all that three, might be a uh like the low-hanging fruit yeah because if you watch ideas. all three they don't have that much in common other than mm-hmm. being a hotel and there's criminals i always hear comedians talk about that kind of stuff they're like well like when 9-11 happened everybody went on the st- like everybody went on stage with the same style jokes and everyone's like well you stole my joke it's like no we all just experienced something yeah there's i think it's called parallel thought or something like mm-hmm. that where it's like everybody there's certain things that are going to occur to more than one person exactly but which um, is why like sometimes someone will write a joke like that's someone's already said that don't worry about it yeah so anyway invisible man uh like i said i well, think this the is budget was seven million and i looked and it made 108 million which is really really something yeah and it, they've already confirmed they want to do another one uh i think like i said just a really really smart um upgrade if you will on a like a very old concept, you know, when we, we went to go see it at the Alamo draft house in LA and before it was playing, they were running these little, uh, clips from old 16 millimeter. Like that. Yeah. Films that like just shitty, like short films people were making in like the fifties and sixties. And there was the one, the, the invisible teenager or whatever, it was like, kind of like a rockabilly. My invisible best friend. There were, there was a lot of like, Oh, invisible mom. They played a trailer for this made for TV movie. And then they played the trailer for, um, diaries of the invisible man, Hollow man. The, the, uh, John Carpenter movie. With Chevy Chase, which I've never seen, but I, I that's one of those we gotta watch that. That looked fucking nuts. I think so too. Um, so yeah, it's not like a it's not a new idea, but the way they did it, it kind of felt a little bit uh, video game inspired. Like it felt kind of Metal Gear Solid to me because he has this like super suit exoskeleton thing that he develops. Well, that's a spoiler. That not really. I mean, it's in the trailer. You can de- okay. The first time I saw his trailer for the Invisible Man, I was she throws paint onto him. And I was like, what is that pattern? Like, it's clearly not like uh, he's just invisible. It's a suit. You know what I mean? Yeah, and the suit is very cool. But that also. I actually pulled up an article. It says, Invisible Man creature design made from the movie, made the movie extra scary on accident. Apparently, the director had no idea that there was a thing called trypophobia. Oh, uh, okay. So he's covered. It's tryptophobia. He's covered in camera lenses that are reflecting, and that's how he becomes quote unquote invisible. But when you see it, when it's not turned on, yeah, it's just a bunch of um, circular patterns over and over again, mm-hmm. which that tryptophobia, I don't know if you've ever seen that. It's gross. That yeah. was like the early days of 4chan. People would post that where it would show like a like a, a Photoshop like thing of like somebody's hand and it's got all these holes in it. Like Now it's like if you don't repost this, you'll get this. Yeah, that shit grosses like me out too. So yeah, but I, I didn't even think about that. It's this weird, I've, I've, ta- I've heard about it from Dr. Drew, but also just reading about it before. It's like this weird fear of um, small holes in many of them. There's and also that j- famous Junji Ito manga about the holes in the mountain that they crawl into and it like warps their bodies. It's like one of the most disturbing things I've ever read. Gross. Um, well, f- first, my initial thoughts on it is they picked a really good actor to play the main character. Yeah, Elizabeth, Elizabeth Moss. Mm-hmm, I don't. I she's like a. I want to say she's a character actor because I don't know what. Yeah, else I'm not she's really familiar in. with her. I think she was on Handmaid's Tale or something. Maybe something TV show like a prestige show that everybody watches. The reason why I say she she was perfect for it is like she's really expressive with her face. Yeah. In unlike in a way that I haven't seen any other. I haven't seen anyone act like that in a movie in a she really She just looks long time. rattled. Like the entire movie, she looks emotionally exhausted. It's it's very. I mean, it's a very. Okay, so yeah, I was gonna say since The Shining. True. Yeah. I don't could, think there's been like a, a female actor who which has is why, done a movie where they look so shook the entire time that like, 
especially at the end of The Shining, you believe because we all know how Kubrick shoots his movies, yeah. where like he we really puts them through the ringer. If you're a cinephile, you're you're well aware of the uh, treatment of. Also, that movie basically ruined her life. So <coughs> I mean, I mean, the, was it worth it? My <laughs> one complaint, though. Or not my one complaint, but a complaint that I have is I feel like the ending was so uh, anticlimactic and kind of clunky. It feels um, like something the ending felt like something. Yeah, wow, took it took the words oh, from my mouth. Okay. Yeah, I, I actually wrote that off. down after we saw it. Uh, fun fact: when we saw this movie, I was incredibly drunk. Uh, oh, yeah, we, we went to the Alamo Draft House. Uh, I can't say enough good things about it. Uh, yeah, hell of an experience. Very very fun. I, that's why I love L.A. There's at least three movie theaters there that I'm completely in love with. Like uh, I love the ArcLight. I didn't think it get any better. Yeah, this I would I would rather go to the Alamo than the ArcLight. You know why? One thing, and I'm gonna guess your answer before you say it because I know you. Uh, the seats. I mean, the seats are fantastic. That's that's fair. The yeah. ArcLight has the worst movie theater. The ArcLight seats. is a great experience, but their seats are so like they need they need to completely regut that. They're, they should do that right now while they're closed. Clean out their theater and put new seats in there. Yeah. Mm. So, things that stood out about the Alamo before we get back to the lighthouse because of just we should have reviewed the Alamo Draft House up top, but whatever, fuck it. Well, we should. We're gonna do an entire episode about movie theaters and experiences yeah. I think when we get to our topic episodes, that's it's we like wanna... a thing. We love to go to theaters. I, I, I'm, I'm sort of a, a connoisseur, maybe a, a, a theater file if a, of a movie theaters, if you will. Um, yeah, I like the act of going to a theater. I, I like it just as much as sitting in the theater and watching it. So there's like, a couple uh, other supposedly really good ones in LA too that we haven't checked out mm-hmm. yet that I'm interested in. The Chinese, uh, what yeah, was the it Chinese theater uh, does these um, events with through what's it called, uh, Cinematic Void, and um, they then uh, the Beyond Fest. So mm-hmm. it's like they always have these crazy lineups that I really want to go see, and we just I just realized I'm talking away from the microphone. Yeah, they always have these really cool like they they were gonna do the raid and the raid two back to back before the coronavirus shut everything down. I actually down. was gonna be like, hey, we should buy tickets to that, yeah, and then we'll we'll definitely talk more about that in the future because I I want to go check their stuff out, and then obviously the New Beverly is like my all time favorite theater, which uh, in the near future we'll try and get something where we both go see a movie there. Yeah. Um, speaking of which, they posted a photo of like, let's all go to the lobby or something like that, just to to have something on social media, and people were like, how dare you? People will. I hate social media so much because people, for the longest time, this is we're talking about uh, during when the coronavirus, back when it was called coronavirus, had just started in L.A. It was nowhere else, maybe New York, L.A., Washington, and all that. Everybody was closing. And uh, New Beverly had stayed open because it's a small theater and they have people working there. And I'm sure they're working paycheck to paycheck like everybody else is. And every time they would post anything, somebody in the comments would start tearing them apart for staying open. You know what I mean? Yes. Um, Is that a dry cough you have? Should I be worried? Oh, I got this cough that just won't go away. Ugh. Let me get all your toilet paper. Well, and then so the people would tear them apart, and they're like, "You guys need to be, you guys need to be closed. This is irresponsible and all that." And then they do close. They follow the CDC and they follow, uh, uh you know, the like the the government and all that. Who? Like, hey, World Health Organization. That's another one I keep seeing. CDC, World Health Organization. Uh, I well, don't whatever. Know the other ones. Whatever. Doesn't matter. And and then they posted this photo just to you know to keep the public eye going or whatever and then like the first comment is how dare you guys post stuff while you're closed you're making it me feel bad for it's like fuck you dude i mean at the end of the day that's somebody's job and you're telling somebody why are you doing your job you shouldn't be getting paid right now Mm -hmm. which is you know whatever but uh i don't know i just thought i'd say that Um, yeah we we went to the alamo draft house the i the thing that was most impressive to me was the workers i think yeah, uh, they were able to run through the aisles without being like a nuisance. We, okay, somehow, we have a theater here, uh, well, in Redlands, near where we live, that try to do the same dine. I mean, they probably still do. I think they're still open. They, they're doing the dine while you, you watch movies type thing, and uh, they're not as good at it. The people run up to you, make a lot of noise. They run up and down the stairs, and it's very. I don't, I don't know remember. whose idea it was, but are you talking about the old Gregorian now? Yep. The uh, what's it called now? Uh, it is called the Something Studio House? Movie Grill. Okay. Which again, uh, when we do our big movie theater episode, we'll we'll, we'll do the, our, our master. They range. stripped the stairs. At least last time we saw widows there. And was that uh, the last thing we saw? I think. Yeah, Steve McQueen. Uh, they had stripped the carpet off the stairs because they were remodeling it. So when, anytime anyone walked up the stairs, you could hear like a loud clunk, like on wood. And they were fucking running up the stairs the entire. It was so distracting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I I went and saw Beetlejuice there, and uh, 
it was like that's one of my all-time favorite movies and i just was so frustrated because it was so fucking loud the entire time and i was like okay this I, this was a waste of money i could have just watched this at home and then yeah their five dollar movie nights was just a wash like yeah. you never knew anyway anything else you want to <laughs> say about invisible man before we go on to the hunt uh i missed a little bit of it we, we didn't really even get into it I mean, I just, I don't really, it's it's like... You don't remember anything. No, I really like the movie. That's the thing. I don't I don't ever really have any complaints about um, it. Other than, like I said, the, the ending was kind of clunky. I, I okay, like so pluses. I like the atmosphere a lot. I, I like the, the, the house. The house was incredible at the very beginning of the movie. Okay, here's something we were talking about. There needed to be more um, scenes of just, like, shit happening in the background where, mm-hmm. the, like, you, the audience, see it happen, but she doesn't. You're like, oh, fuck, the Invisible Man's there. That's what makes a movie special, like, I it think. was kind of missing, like, the strangers, you know what I mean? The where only, you see they only did it, around. like, once or twice. Yeah, when the and then when, like, the... The, the thing that pissed me off was when the fire go, went off in the pan and she, because she, like, went away to go wake up the girl. I'm like, you never walk away from a pan when you're cooking. Like, come on, lady. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to blame the victim, though. I mean, <laughs> I just realized. I mean, raise an eyebrow to that one. Uh, well, because, I mean, it's a bad, the bad guy is literally a domestic abuse guy. Are we going to spoil the movie? Or? Uh, I think it's pretty known. Uh, oh, I just mean, like, like about, like, his brother and shit like that. Like, the guy playing his brother was fucking excellent. He, I think we all said that when we left. We were like, that guy played, like, the perfect scumbag, which I don't know if that's a compliment or not, but that guy was like, you believe that shit. Is that guy from Game of Thrones? It's, I mean, there's like a 50 chance. 50, 50 there's chance, a lot of actors a 50, in that 50 show. Chance. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, my biggest complaint with the movie was that the you have a movie about an invisible guy stalking somebody. There's very little scenes of her alone and him stalking her. The only one I could think of on the, uh, so was yeah, when the, she's on the porch. The pan, the pan fire going off, and then, yeah, when she's on the porch. and then Which, you see, by the way, not possible because he's wearing a yeah, suit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you see breath. Cup like floating up behind her, but yeah, when Willie pointed out, he's wearing like this skin tight suit covered in cameras. Like, where is that breath gonna leak out from? Yeah, I so don't know. Not I, possible. But still, very, I'm that was talking a very about like I thought that was cool. It's a movie about a girl who's getting out of a very abusive relationship. Clearly sexual. Clearly, like, I also I love the opening when the guy reaches in and he like destroys the window with his fist, and it's like because you're like, oh fuck, this guy's scary. You don't know anything about this guy, but you're like, holy shit, this guy's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So you know, like right off the bat, like this guy would will will, will punch her. Has no qualms about that. Yeah, and uh, uh, there like you have scenes like remember in, is it the Grudge where she's showering and there's like a fist in her head and all yeah, that? It's like crawling. Why out. is there no scene of her showering and like you know what I mean? Like there's like a hand going down the th- like. You're like, right. You're right. Very easy. <laughs> they could have done do. like a horror movie montage of just like these little yeah. things happening. Or like she, you know, she's in bed and like the sheets get pulled off, which does happen, but it's more oh, con- yeah. it's more confusing to the little girl than it is to her. She doesn't. I was more confused know. as to why she was a grown woman was like sleeping with a little girl who's. Oh, I'm I'm dumb. Not I'm not related again. To her we're at like all. two weeks away from having seen it, but like she. He's, one thing I liked is he's standing on the blanket to like to yes, troll okay. them, dude. Well, also, so this movie had two of the best horror movie scenes I think I've seen in a long time, and one was when she throws the paint at him and it does that like musical sting where it's like, and then you just see like his like you see this weird like floaty outline of his head, but it's got paint you know why? on it, and it just looks so crazy. It's the first uh, affirmation that she is not crazy. True, yeah, because because. Everything the else, as the audience, you're seeing it, and when that finally happens, that noise is like the crescendo of it's being the first like, jump scare in the movie too. Really. Yeah, and then it's like the crescendo of like, fuck, it's real. Like, it's so you know, I, th- I remember just thinking like, oh, that's so interesting and different from like shit I've seen in movies lately. You know what I thought as soon as we left the theater is we just tricked our friend who does not like art house movies into seeing an art house horror movie, and he liked it. Yeah, it's it definitely it's highly political. I mean, you can't really argue with that. Like, um, but and I, it's a slow burn. The other scene I was thinking of is when when they're it's her and her sister in the restaurant, and then you they're talking, and you think like, okay, how is she going to help her sister? Like, what's going to happen here? You're you're like you're genuinely invested because you know like, why? You know, I thought about this thing, from a right? script writing perspective. I was like, oh, they're setting it up to be like, okay, we're going to trap him in the pool, like it follows kind of thing. Like, yeah, here's how we some kind of pool here's how I win. I just punch the fuck out of the mic. Here's feel like how that I sh- win. That should be our, our term. It's called the pool plan. Like whenever there's a, a moment, it's like in the, script the new like, jumping the shark, where they're like, okay, what are we going to do to take down the bad guy? And then they figure out their fucking it follows pool plan. And somehow, okay, that was kind of also making fun of literally it, where like the entire time the clown. The way you perceive the movie is that the clown is only there sometimes. No, he's always there. True. He yeah. just chooses to show himself when they're awake and when they're alone that, and all that. This movie so when they plan against, sorry. Uh, sorry, when they when they're planning against Pennywise or whatever, it's like he's there. 
Like, true, yeah. especially he now, if you go back, him. people have dissected those movies so much that like, there's a great example is when they go into the liquor store to buy uh, medicine. Uh, people were saying that, that there's a painting yeah. on the wall and he's like in the back of it, like watching them. And the old lady in the library. And they're talking about him. Yeah. So it's like the same, like that. this movie goes, okay, no, we're not going to do that. That stupid rule in the movie where like right now, because we just had a jump scare a scene ago, we're going to talk about it and he's not here. No, like that. it felt very Candyman-ish to me and I like that a lot. Yeah, yeah, that's true. I definitely, there's, because Candyman has, I'm trying Candyman to is the best, most frustrating horror movie I've seen in a long time. Is there any other movie that has that same element where someone's like, you have to believe me and people are just like, no, you're uh, crazy. Miracle Mile a little bit. True, Mir- God damn, dude, Miracle Mile is like one of my all-time favorite um, movies now. We need to talk about that. It's a great movie. But uh, I really, really enjoyed it, especially the ending. I did not see that coming. Um, they live. You're right. You're right. They live you, is probably like the coolest version of that. Did you see that thing I tagged you in where it's like, uh, yeah, John Carpenter announces the two sequels to They Live. It's like they laugh, they love. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I I uh, thought that was real for like a minute. I was like, wait, what the fuck? I mean, any like, I'm trying to I, like, I, I but anyway, like I just a, compared it to Candyman because Candyman, the reason it's powerful is oh, that we nobody believes scene? this bitch. Yeah, so it's, they're sitting, they're sitting together in a restaurant, and the fucking knife just starts floating up. And I remember, in, I remember in the theater, I was just like, "Oh shit!" Like, which is so. I usually don't say anything during a movie, but like every once in a while, the I see way a movie it happens like, ah, is so troll too. Like in a way that like the dude is clearly messing with her. And you, sh- you, they show you the knife just long enough for your brain to register, like, "Oh fuck, it's a knife!" And then go, "Well, they're not gonna do anything with it." And then like the, a split second later, he fucking cuts his sister's throat, and then it's just like all bets are off. Like once that happens, well, you're and like, then oh, the fuck, way it's done now? is so rad, where it it does the knife comes out of nowhere, it's out of left field and then slits her throat and then the knife floats up does a rainbow and lands in the other girl's hand who was pointing to like talk to her and then she's like oh shit it looks like I did this also I just remembered like yeah it's been a while since we've seen this now I'm like reliving it the the whole part where she's in the mental hospital was so like straight out of Terminator 2 that's literally like, what I was thinking I and also Candyman because if you remember in Candyman the same thing happens yeah. she goes to a mental hospital and then she's like remember, like, remember the dude flies out the window yeah and so, then just let's talk about Candyman <laughs> <laughs> the, the new one does Dude, not look as good. No, but I'll, but I'll go see it. Maybe we'll we'll do an episode where we watch them both. Because yeah, I'm curious about that. But I'm I'm not. My hopes aren't that. I don't know. Because the original one is a fucking masterpiece, dude. I don't know. Uh, yeah, you you uh, showed that to me two years ago, and I ever I think about it quite often. It's you know why it's the music for me is because it's that uh, that fucking score is like this crazy like operatic pe- like it's really great. Like, anyway. Uh, yeah, I, get, I would say three and a half out of five for uh, Invisible Man. It, it definitely, the more the longer I've thought about it, the more I've been like, there's more good stuff than bad stuff in it. Although, like I said, it, it, there's some parts to it that I, I feel like are, are kind of... Um, there's some parts to it where I felt like the movie was re-edited I was going to say, it feels like bad editing a little bit. Like, maybe they took out scenes that explain stuff more. And or if you watch it on VOD, notice how the movie changes looks a few times. It starts off with this really beautiful, like, house, like a very I love the opening. The whole opening of her trying to leave, because the house design was very interesting, like, modern. Mm-hmm. Like, you believe a science it's guy. Like post-modern. <laughs> so... Um, the movie goes from looking like this really beautiful, like slow burn art house movie to like a very, you know, predictable B horror movie back to a Terminator two lookalike Candyman lookalike, then back to like, it keeps changing looks. And I don't know if that was intentional, but it bothered me where I was like, Oh, this weird house is so empty and perfect that it's almost like, um, like it makes it look really bleak. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, and uh, then it cuts to that. to this cold. Yeah, and then you go to the the her cop friend's house, uh, and it's like the colors are like way more. And also, normal, the trailer more. would lead you to believe that the movie only takes place in the cop house. I'm also the thing about her cop friend. They did kind of a shitty job of explaining what the relationship was because you're like, oh, are they dating? Oh, I guess not. Well, is she dating her? Is it he dating her friend or something? And then you're like, oh no, I guess not. And then the whole time you're just like, wait, why are they? Fr- how do they know each other? It makes no fucking sense. And they ne- like never explain it either. Or if they do, I guess I wasn't paying attention. Yeah, because it's like her friend saves her, and then drives her to a and like so you think you would think like okay she's gonna live with her friend, but then it's like it cuts to her living in this house with the cop and her daughter, and so you're like oh did he get married or, or she get married or something like that? And then I don't know maybe that was just me. I was pretty baked when I saw it because I was just trying to figure out I was like what's the what's happening here? Oh, and yeah. I think her. And then there's, but I also got confused too because she also has a sister who she talks to sometimes. 
Or was it was her sister the one that the bailed sister's her out? the one that bailed her out, yeah. Okay, so that's not her friend then. I don't remember. See, We're and then I kept thinking, I was like, is her sister dating this guy or is nobody dating this guy? And then also, is her sister and her friend the same? I got so confused, but I was also drinking during the movie too. Yeah, I uh, I got popcorn and I had three whiskey sours on top of a little bit of your rum punch. I had a the way the system works there is you just write on a little note card and I just kept putting another one. And I had then, the, that chocolate or not chocolate. It was like a mint milkshake. It was called a oh, grasshopper and it had fucking uh, some kind of Kahlua or some shit in it. It was good. It was delicious. But yeah, I went, I go, okay. So I got up cause I was starting to have the spins in the theater and I was like, I'm fucking dizzy. I need to go to the bathroom. I go to the bathroom and then I was like, fine. Uh, and then, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to change the location and then you're good. Yeah. Uh, and then <laughs> I real. tried to come back and I never like, cause the way it works is they have your ticket on the counter. I couldn't remember what theater we were in. And oh, I was shit, too, you're right. I was too afraid to ask. <laughs> At this point, I'm too afraid to ask. Uh, so I sat outside the theaters for like 10 minutes, and finally I just the waiter from in was like, are you, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, which one's the Invisible Man for 6 o'clock? And she's like, oh, it's 4. It's way over there. And I was like, oh. So I kept walking into theaters, and I walked into like a Star Wars showing or something like that. Like, I, I don't even remember, but yeah, that was terrifying. I mean, also my first experience with a gender neutral bathroom. Yeah, that was uh, weird because you're just, I mean, not that nice I. Nice setup, though. I like that. I don't have a problem necessarily with that, but I, it's just, you're like, I walked in, I was like, well, where's the dudes? Like, I, well, it's also, it didn't help that their restroom was very confusing anyway because it had like a room that was just, it was just a room of urinals. Whether, Which, and but by the way, didn't say whether or not men or women or, uh, you know, whatever you prefer is allowed in there. It just said urinals. So it's like I, a girl could go in there. I mean, yeah, I think that's the point is that they're allowed to. Um, but <laughs> it, everything else was just single use stalls. Just the, cause it was, but then, okay. So then you go in, so it's like, then it's like a long hallway where each stall is not a stall. It's like its own little, uh, closet. Like it had like an actual door. So it basically looked like you were in like a hotel room mm-hmm. the way it was set up. Cause it was such a long, like, it, like I'm, I'm telling you, it was like a long hallway of bathrooms with this giant mirror that runs across the whole thing. And the whole time I'm just like, where's the men's room? And then you realize, like, oh, it's just anybody, like, it's just free for all, go wherever you want, which is fine. But it was very, I was also super high, like, when we went in there. But it was just very confusing. So I can't imagine, like, if you're, you know, three whiskey sours in, you're like, wait, where? Am I in the right bathroom? Like, I, uh, the only thing I didn't like about it is I felt pressured to clean up after myself, even though I didn't make the mess that was already pre existing when I walked in. I feel that way anyway. Whenever I walk into a bathroom, I'm like, oh, well, same. But even more so because I opened the door after the theater, uh, the movie was over, and there was just a line of, of like men and women. And again, whatever you prefer, don't care. Uh, and I was like, no, oh. but it was definitely a new experience. Oh, I didn't. Uh, that wasn't my piss all over that seat. <laughs> yeah. So I had to wipe it down, and I was like, I'm sorry. Uh, anyway. What's the, <laughs> was there anything else? Yeah, just an interesting uh, bathroom experience. I mean, they're all interesting to me. Uh, speaking of modern political topics, we also saw The Hunt, which is full of uh, references to like SJW causes and like Fox News. I feel like it's a liberal person's take on uh, a neutral stance on liberal I've seen a lot of people ideologies. Com- complain that it's too uh, centrist which I, I take to uh, but mean to me it seemed like a writing exercise like it was like someone who's very left because you have to be able to understand both sides of the parties to I be mean, able to write a movie like that to me it's just perfect satire because it's like the idea I mean it's literally in, in the plot of the movie they're they're jokingly like oh I can't wait till we can hunt all the deplorables ha 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 and then, it, and then that text message leaks People think it's real, and then she gets so mad she makes it real, which is such a brilliant twist. I was like, this is, like I said, perfect satire of, of like what's going on right now with the political discourse between the two major parties. And uh, the whole movie is like full of references to things, especially if you read a lot of like. Uh, I thought Twitter that was interesting too, though, that she. Uh, sorry. I, was, I no. thought it was interesting that the movie, the main character who's technically joking gets me too'd by her own side kind of thing. Yeah. Uh, that was kind of like the point of it. I thought was that like, it, uh, no matter who you are, if you say the wrong thing, even joking, like it could take your, it could literally take your yeah. career away. It's a, uh, which is brilliant. I think people will be talking about this movie f- and I don't know, maybe, I don't know. Maybe I think people might talk about this in a couple of years. Like I it, could, it, I definitely I could see, see it, it getting cult, cult status. Yeah. yeah. It's a, uh, 
I feel like we, you brought up too. You're like the ending kind of feels like Kill Bill, like the fight scene. Yeah, the is, final fight reminded me of the um, the opening scene to Kill Bill when she's like, uh, it's like my daughter's coming home from school yeah, and exactly. I'm making her cereal and all that. And like, it's not quite as um, I don't know punched up as as what Tarantino would do, but because it, it's long, it's like a 10 minute, 15 minute long scene, but it has the same. But it um, definitely has yeah Tarantino energy. Yeah. But in a good way. That's, like a, that's it did another th- uh, topic, by the way, that I want to do is like t- the Tarantino energy, new relationship we, energy. We watch uh, movies that are they're not as good as a Tarantino movie, but they're they're trying to do something. It's similar. almost like, like he's a seasoning and they're putting it on their yeah, their food, you know. Like Running Scared, I think would be one, or or like uh, definitely. What's that one movie? Uh, faster. Ace something faster would be in there for sure. What was that one movie? It was like with all the assassins. It was called like Smoke, Smoke and Aces. Oh yeah, well, okay. What's the A twenty four one where they're all in a warehouse? And, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, free fi- fire. Free fire. Yeah, that was a good one though. That was good, but that was better than the other. You ones can't I tell mentioned. me that wasn't a Reservoir Dogs. Yeah, exactly. Those are the kind of movies that wouldn't exist if it wasn't for Tarantino. That's for but sure. But also the re- that movie was like. Which Reservoir I would argue Dog. this movie also would not exist if not for Tarantino. It's very. I also would wouldn't it wouldn't exist if, if battle royales weren't in. in yeah. and I don't mean battle royale. I mean battle royales. I don't think it would be. Because the the movie opens up with a dude opening a quote unquote loot box, like yeah, uh, it, it feels like it's it's referencing like uh, PUBG or or, or like uh, what a kid would be Fortnite entertained by. Uh, so if, again, that just kind of makes it feel very of the of the moment. I think it's it's gonna be a good. This movie will be a good representation of like this is what it was like to watch like a, a weird horror comedy movie in twenty twenty. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, and it, the movie does a great job of both sides making. Um, these claims that are so far out that like you're like wow that this this person yeah. is a like living embodiment of like the like the Fox News kind of person like there's a, a great part in the movie where the this one guy is like they're dealing with like immigrants and he's like look they're they're crisis actors and like the as an audience member you're like crisis actors god damn it like this See, person this really believes that that, d- that drops terms like crisis actors and me too and shit like you know what I mean yeah and then. Uh, like the movie does like a, a tip of the hat at you and then like the guy's like by the way you're right yeah <laughs> like he like leans in he's like he, he called it like i was a crisis actor and then we'll proceed to then make that person look ridiculous like it, it takes both sides in a great way and uh i have never seen the main character in anything before but she was great yeah I, again another another actress where we're like uh i don't know what she's from or whatever but yeah she's fantastic in this movie uh i i definitely think like it, it's it plays caricatures of, of both sides. It's not like this. It's not like this is what liberals actually believe, or you know what I mean. It plays. It almost does this thing where the liberals are what conservatives are afraid liberals are, and then the conservatives are what liberals are afraid conservatives are. And there's no in between. The scary thing is the uh, conservative thing is pretty spot on. Well, yeah, I mean it is for sure, but I. Uh, I feel like it's there's this there was this one um this American Life I think it was episode where they were talking about the or it might have been the I don't know who it doesn't matter but they were talking about how uh people would watch the Colbert Report that were conservative and liberal because he was pretending to be a conservative as a parody mm-hmm. but the jokes he were was making were so inside baseball that c- the actual conservatives enjoyed watching it too and then there was also like liberals would watch it and, and obviously understand like oh he means this really in reality yeah and he's actually liberal and I feel like that's this movie where it's like remember he famously wrote a book called I am American so can you yeah and it's like is, that's like I miss uh, I miss when Colbert was funny back in the day <laughs> like it's kind of he did this really awkward thing um, and it's not even really my thing to talk about because it still hurts but it's like when Kobe died he went on this uh, like and I learned from the Conan podcast that his his father and brother or was it Conan's father and brother? No, it's uh so yeah, Steve Colbert, like a bunch of people in his family died when he was like super young. Didn't the same thing happen with Conan and his I don't think so. Uh father? His father and brother died. No, that's you're talking about uh what's his name? I thought Colbert. it was both. I'm I'm ninety nine percent sure it's like Stephen Colbert. It, either way, I we'll, apologize. We'll let it this out. <laughs> no, that's fine. I mean, I'm working it out. I'm just joking about uh, it. He did this really awkward thing where, like, the next day he went on the, the air and was, like, talking about how, like, we need black boxes and helicopters and all that. I'm like, look, I am all for that, like, but now is not the time. It's like the problem with uh, late-night talk shows is that they're no longer about interviewing people for movies. It's all about, like, who can make the funniest Trump joke, the Trump joke. Like, it's, you know what I mean? Yeah, and this movie does, like, really smartly I think the reason people were upset about that is because they don't ever openly name Trump. But that's also bad to date anything. 
Like, you don't I mean, want to put someone's name on it and have them... Yeah, but they also do... I mean, it's it's not... It's obvious that they're, that it's a movie about a Trump America. You know what I mean? True. But not in a way that's annoying. It's in a way that... Like, again, you feel very... Um, in on the joke, like the like they're they're t- they're but not. But it's kind of the same way. Back to the Future kind of pokes fun at Ronald Reagan. True. Like I mean, he'll, he'll never be president. He's an actor. The uh, I think it's like if it, it feels like uh, they're not they're not dumbing it down. They're they're it's like it, it feels like a movie that you would have to like I said be aware of like Twitter politic discussions or mm-hmm. like know someone who's obsessed with Fox News like we happen to. Uh, the, it's 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 someone it's a movie I don't know I've said enough about it I think it's a good movie I think I gave it a three out of five right like uh, uh, I can pull mine up let me see I think I gave it a three and a half I I thought the uh, the I wouldn't really even call it an action movie but I thought the parts where there were shootouts and little sh- and shootings and all that were pretty rad um, well yeah done. the the like fighting again it's a fun movie to watch it's it's got legitimately funny jokes in it I gave it three stars uh, it's got you know action I give it three and a half actually. Uh, I actually think I have the opposite for you for the the way back and for the Invisible Man. You go. You gave those three each. Three and a half. Oh. Okay. The but we uh, should we just transition that into the way back? Yeah, I guess we'll just talk about the way back now, which is again another another of all, all three of these movies are coming to VOD because uh, of the coronavirus quarantine. So uh, the way back was for me a four star movie that was lost a half a star because of just. Again, maybe rewrites, maybe reshoots. That was another movie we talked about where it feels like uh, they might have reshot the ending for some for some reason uh, because it's the I was a hundred percent on board with that movie, but then the ending is very anticlimactic. I would say the okay, so this is this is a problem with certain sports movies, specifically like uh, this director because Miracle has the same problem where the uh, first two thirds of the movie is just pure brilliance it's pure fun it's fun to watch this movie is not fun but with that in mind fun moments though no but i mean like you love to watch a loser or somebody who is dealing with losers make them great and then have them succeed and all that and this movie does a great job of following that path when you go to a sports movie you kind of know what you're going to get you're going to go see you're going to go see hoosiers you're going to go see rudy you're going to go see you know remember the titans or what have you pick your movie they all follow the same Thing. And I knew going into this, it's about an alcoholic and all that. And the problem with this movie is that it was very eerily similar to a movie that I saw with um, uh, with Sam uh, Rockwell, where he te- he's coaching a girls' basketball team, and he's like an asshole. And that movie is the same exact thing, where it's like oh, an al- I remember you, yeah, it's you a really good movie. Me. It's a where he's like an alcoholic basketball coach, where he coaches a girls' team and kind of like disrespects them and hates girls' basketball, but. Uh, by the end of the movie, he gets fired and it like can't go to the game, but he's like trying to go to the game and keeps getting kicked out. And like they're like, "Well, we, we love our coach and all that." And this movie follows suit, but like in a serious way. You know what I mean? Yeah, this sounds very similar to that. We should watch that. Actually, it's a good, good one. Uh, Sam Rockwell, very underrated actor. If you yeah. don't know who he is, but uh, this movie started off great, really serious movie. Well, I we only should have- say first of all that me and you are like ride or die Ben Affleck. Like, 100%. I, I love Ben Affleck. I support him. I, I thought he was a great choice for Batman. I, I feel like he got a raw deal on that. You know, like you can't choose who's directing the movie. Uh, I was excited to see him do his solo. You know, he was going to write and direct a Batman movie. I think that would have been great. I think he's a, a, a fantastic director too. I I really love Ben Affleck, and it's like when if people you talk shit on Nicholas Cage. Can't act. Watch Gone Girl, and watch Argo. I, it just really bothers me that people don't like him. There's a certain group of people out there that don't like him, and then there's people that don't like Shia LaBeouf, who I'm ride or die yeah, again, with as well. Yeah, Shia, Shia LaBeouf, no, another actor that I fuck, fucking love what he does. There's nothing worse to me than somebody uh, that can't separate the... Uh, and this is this comes... There's a wall. There's a ceiling to this, what I'm about to say. Somebody who can't separate the yeah. actor's life from their art. And I don't mean people like Roman Polanski. I totally get why people don't like him, and I totally get why people got up and left when he received an award. Uh, this past year what i'm talking about is that like ben affleck might not be the best dude off screen or whatever maybe he you don't like how he ended his relationship i don't even know i don't know where the hate comes from with him but i know shia labeouf is that he's kind of like really eccentric off camera and you know a, a drunk and all that but he's never done anything crazy or hurt anybody like i don't that to me i go okay well that just makes him a better actor like look at fucking joaquin phoenix yeah the, pe- the people that are crazy seem to be the best actors. So, uh, Who would have thought? And that, again, that comes with the, you know, there's a ceiling to that. If you commit a crime or hurt other people, I cannot use that as yeah, an example. Exactly. 
obviously yeah, uh, don't twist our words yeah that's what i'm, what I'm saying i was <laughs> like there's a certain there's a there's an allowance you get with that so i mean you, you you know you know going in you got ben affleck who we like and i feel like people people are kind of mid-level about him now and then you have the director who is kind of known for this type of movie like you said he did miracle he did uh, warrior warrior which i also haven't seen uh oh he did the accountant which i actually really liked i don't he know did the accountant yeah oh uh, i don't know i don't know if that's I don't know how people feel about that movie in general. That's a weird movie that, again, I, I feel like in a couple of years, people are like, that was a great movie. I kind of, Yeah, it kind of is building a, a cult status, I feel like. John Bernthal, underrated in that movie. Yeah, John John Bernthal is just underrated in general. I feel like I think he also used. got a raw deal with Punisher. Like, it was kind of a lame series. I never watched the series, yeah. I, I saw, I think I watched up the season You know why? A, a quick aside, I'll break it down in two sentences. Uh, the Punisher is cool because he kills, like, you know, gangs and all that. In the show, it was all about him being, like, an ex-Marine and killing CIA agents, and that's just not interesting to me. Yeah. I want to see him take down drug lords. Like the mafia and shit. Because you, you can't bloodily kill, uh, like, CIA agents, you can you can just blow up drug lords and nobody cares. But you know what, that's, that's somebody's idea of trying to modernize the Punisher. And, like, Definitely. Yeah. Definitely not a good idea. Uh, um, I also, while, while we're on the subject, let me just say I'm also ride or die for Tom Jane, and I feel like his Punisher movie is a absolute cult classic. Like we should rewatch exploitation that. movie type of grindhouse. Like John Travolta is surprisingly good. In that such, movie it too. is such a good fucking movie, and I feel like for some reason people hated it so much when it came out. You know what I mean? Like I don't know why the movie got so much hate when it came out, and every time I've ever watched it, I'm just like, God damn, this is a good movie. Anyway. Uh, yeah, uh, the way back, fucking sad, very sad movie. Uh, mm-hmm. I was, especially when you kind of figure out, which we, I mean, like we talked about this, uh, we we were in a, a very bad audience who was just talking openly during the whole movie. So anytime any kind of twist would happen, people would be like, "Oh my god!" And you're like, "Really? You didn't see that coming?" Because like the thing- I've said this before on our other podcast, Best Bros. Uh, you have to shut people up in the theater really quickly if they're if they're talkers uh because what will happen is one of two things either somebody will sh- tell them to shut up for you which is great i love when that happens or yeah, two because you don't want to be the guy they will through their actions are giving other people permission to do the same thing and then suddenly you have an entire theater of people talking and that's exactly what happened and you can't now tell everybody to shut up because you're a lone wolf like yeah okay i've been in a theater. and especially by the way like as uh you know as a, a white straight man, you're not really like a, you don't want to be the one to be like, Hey, everybody shut up. Even yeah. if it is other white people who just look like an asshole. I've been in a theater a couple of times where m- like multiple groups were having full on conversations and you're like, who do you, you can't even tell people to shut up because they're all talking to each other. Oh yeah. You don't want to have, because nobody wants to be roasted. You know what yeah, I mean? True. Like, I, but here's my thing. I get so upset because I'm like, I paid $18 true. for this. $18 and a service fee. I also just like, I be, I've, I've become the thing that I hate, which is my <laughs> father. Like, and I don't hate him, but like, you know what I mean? Like when we were kids, it's like, I would always be like, you're overreacting. Yeah. But now I get it. I totally get it. For me, it's just like, when I go to the movies, like I, if I'm, if I'm going to a movie theater, I want to get fucking sucked into the movie and just, just forget everything else around me and just like absorb the movie and be like, you know, is this good or is it bad? And if it's good or if, if it kind of sometimes too, where you're kind of on the border, because it also happened when we saw um, Dr. Sleep, which I was kind of like on the fence. I'm like, is this good or not? And then like you have somebody in, in your ear fucking talking nonstop and you're like, I can't even decide if I like this movie because you're distracting me so hard. Yeah. And uh, it's also, it seems a little personal sometimes and I know it's not, but I take it personally because I, there's nothing I love more than going to a movie theater. I Like I said before earlier this episode, even, uh, I love being inside of a movie theater. I love waiting like and looking at posters. I love getting popcorn. I love the experience of a theater. It makes me feel like when we were kids, we'd go see Jurassic Park. or It feels like you you're know. doing like an event. It's it's like uh, It gives me the it's same kind of, that our parents get when they go to the casino. It's kind of my, like, <laughs> I'm going to go get my pedicure. You know yeah, what I mean? Like it's that. self-care, I guess, is what you would yeah. call it, right? Um. And I actually, I remember I went and saw Overlord by myself, and it was the best theater experience I have ever had. It was in a bad theater. I went solo. I got popcorn, and I got a drink and all that. And I look behind me, and there's ten old couples. And you know who's the, you know who's the worst outside of movie theaters? Old people. You know who's the best inside of the theaters? Old people, because they don't fucking talk. <laughs> they go there because they're like, it's something to do. That's going to be me. When I'm an old man, I feel like it's just going to be me and you at like 90. We're like, hey, let's go see whatever. Cutest playing. thing I've ever seen is we went and saw La La Land and there was this old couple next to us and the dude was like tapping his feet to all the jazz music and all that. and oh. like, But not talking. And I was like, this is great. I went to go see uh, The Favorite with an almost entirely elderly audience. And I there's 
there's stuff in that movie where you're just like, oh, I don't. I wonder how grandma thinks about this, about seeing fucking, what's her name? We're finally at the age where I feel like I have to censor stuff for mom and dad. Yeah, because I'm like, that's was, a nipple. You, you shouldn't be saying our that. My mom was like, should I watch The Lighthouse? You guys seem to like that movie a lot. And I'm just like, no. There's a giant mermaid vagina that I don't Ye- want you oh to see. Oh my God, I didn't even think about that. I was just thinking about like all the farting and shit. <laughs> I'm just like, she wouldn't watch that movie. Yeah, well, you know, I don't know if this was why ever, it got snubbed for awards, but I think the movie opening up with a fart might have had something to do with him do getting snubbed. Do you ever think snubbed. about a movie like like uh, The Lighthouse or like Midsummer or even just like Eraserhead or something, and then like people you know, like your mom will, will be like, hey, maybe you you seem to like that a lot. Maybe hey, you should check it out. you've seen like, Eyes Wide Shut. And you're well, like, no, I don't want you to know. Together. I don't want you to know how weird I really am. Like, don't, just, just don't. You don't need to see that. Okay, so... I already have one in mind for me. What's the weirdest movie that you would never be caught dead watching with mom? Like a movie that I like that I don't want her yeah, to watch? Yeah, like I immediately comes to mind Ichi the Killer. For sure, yeah. I wouldn't want to... Because you'd feel like you have to like explain, like, oh, it's not that I'm crazy. I just... Well, no, and I just immediately because there's a dude in the movie who like, he masturbates when he cuts people in half. Yeah. And then like the, the dude, like the Ichi himself is weird. And then like the cutting of the nipples and... and uh, also, maybe the house that Jack built would not be fun because he's very—it's very sexually aggressive towards women. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, I don't know because to shout out to our mom, uh, our mom watched a lot. Our, our like our mom watched Old Boy with us. She took us to see fucking uh, Superbad when it came out. Like, and she took I'm starting to, see, to realize she doesn't pay attention. Yeah, she took us to see Inglorious. Like, I, I bet you, like, if you brought up Old Boy, she would have no idea that he was. I like, guarantee you, she wouldn't remember that movie if you brought it up. Well, not even that. I mean, like immediately afterwards, she wouldn't connect that they were related she did remember battle royale though because she was asking me she was like oh we should chill at the joint. yeah but we watched that multiple times with her i was also kind of obsessed with that when it came out because I, I was telling her i was like that when that movie dropped battle royale was like the cult movie that everyone was so excited about because you couldn't get it in america because there was some kind of thing about like we, had, no we distributor. bought the like i bought a, like a chinese bootleg remember that yeah and I had to like reset the regions or whatever on my computer to be even be able well, to watch it. If you remember, we bought a Blu-ray player that was region-free. Yeah, that was that was nice when we finally got that. Because that's how we saw a Bittersweet Life too. Well, and now the Korean Blu-rays are are the, are the same. Blu-rays are the same region in Korea and Japan. Very as they are stupid in to do anyway. By the way, and I know why they do is because certain. Uh, uh, regions will censor certain things, the other ones won't. Well, so like, they have so to have DVDs coded for it. In the UK, they have. I mean, we have Arrow, Arrow Video here too. They put out like I have the Arrow Video release of uh, Society and uh, uh, Donnie Darko, and I think one other I can't remember. But um, in in uh, the UK, they, they put out a lot more stuff, and they, especially they put out uh, titles that are on Criterion over here. So that's kind of interesting to me too. But uh, I wish we could get those because I don't. People are like, we'll just get a region-free player or get a get a UK player or whatever, and, and it's just like, I don't know. It's pretty expensive, I'm, too. Yeah, I'm like, I- I'll just wait. Somebody will bring it out eventually. Like, when that deluxe version of Creepshow finally came out, that was such a blessing, dude. Like, that, because the, the, there was a British version of that that came out, like, 10 years ago, and then, like, the one we just got, like, a year or two ago, remember that? I can't wait for Halloween to roll around and us just, just not even talking about modern movies. Just, I want to talk about, like, Tales from the Crypt now, like that movie we just watched. Yeah, I was supposed to go B- see... Billy Zane deserves an Oscar I guess we're done talking about The Way Back, but... The, no, uh, not yet, but, well, let's wrap it up real quick. So, um... I mean, uh, I feel like I, I've said all my complaints. I, I One thing I did love was the... Where it showed the score because it because it was very it was a it was a really good way of delivering. it's an exclamation mark to the scene yeah it was a good way of like delivering information visually that makes you because sometimes it's like heartbreaking we're like oh and then like other times you know like at the very end of the movie it showed it and it was like oh it's, it was a really smart way to close that yeah okay so I like the movie Ben Affleck did a great performance the the only my only two complaints are that the kids didn't get enough yeah um, I wanted more basketball with the kids exposition for them and then uh you know spoiler. He, uh, through, you know, many, a series of small events, he gets fired from his job and then just can't coach. And, like, they they don't really do a good job of kind of showing the aftermath of that. All they kind of do is at the very end, they are in a playoff game, and they're like, let's win this for coach. And, like, that's really it. There's no scene where the kids are reacting to finding out this dude who's kind of, uh, you know, changed them a little bit and made them feel like they're, they're somebody. Like, they t- he took a losing team, made them into winners, uh, he didn't want them. They didn't want him, and they kind of bond. It's very, very much like the opposite of Coach Carter. You know what I mean? I haven't seen that. I, I need to though. It's pretty good. Uh, that's another one where, like, you, you know, you expect it to go how it goes. But, uh, but the yeah, the movie just ends. He gets help, and he's no longer their coach. And it's one of those things where it's like, yeah, that's good. St- 
you kind of go in thinking it's going to be a basketball movie and it's really a movie about uh you know healing and moving on and it does that really well but also yeah. i felt like they could have tied in the trailer doesn't really sell you on what the movie actually is to be yeah. honest because it's like the way back to the team would have been interesting too uh but yeah i w- i also would say the one thing we kept talking about was how good uh, al madrigal was as the uh assistant coach you know what's funny dude the day before we watched that movie i like saw some stand-up he put on instagram and like he's legitimately really funny yeah he was on i remember he was on a uh, mark Marin like forever ago like i knew him from that he uh almost steals the show as like the supporting character you yeah know he's I mean? really good in this like i'm surprised i haven't seen him in more movies although i was just seeing i guess he's gonna be in that morbius movie with fucking jared leto no, thank you. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know if I did. You kind of blew it with your Joker. Tape. Hard pass. Uh, anyway, we're, we're, oh, we were talking about uh, one of our quarantine movies we watched was Tales from the Crypt uh, Demon Knight. Because they were going to play it at... The, so the New Beverly was doing a Monday matinee series of all black filmmakers. And um, they were going to do... Uh, uh, this movie I just said, uh, Tales from the Crypt, uh, Demon Knight, which was directed by Ernest Dickerson. Who I thought did. it was directed by the Crypt Keeper, dude. Oh, man, it is in the movie, remember? <laughs> He's like directing <laughs> a movie. Just, yeah. <laughs> but uh, that's the guy that did uh, also, just, Bones. Uh, did you ever see Bones? No, I need to. Snoop Dogg, dude, Jimmy Bones. He's like, a. <laughs> it's such a good movie, dude. Like, Why didn't you name your Animal Crossing character Jimmy Bones? <laughs> uh, I don't know. Because you me. could probably get like all the, the pimp regalia for your character. But uh, he also directed uh, fucking Juice and uh, Surviving the Game, which I haven't seen, but I hear people talk about that a lot. I haven't seen either of those, but I've heard Dude, Ju- Juice, Juice is fucking great. That was a good one. Juice, that was a good one for sure. Uh, anyway, yeah, and he directs the shit out of this movie. Like, it's if you're if you like over the top fun horror movies like fucking uh, Evil Dead or uh, Night of the Creeps, you know those just just like a, a movie that you can sit back and just be like, oh shit, like still to my favorite. I think that might be one of my other than like Kurt Russell is like, hey girls, I got good news and I got bad news. Yeah, we'll definitely cover that movie in the future. He's like, the good classic. news is your dates are here. The bad news is they're dead. <laughs> like just the way he delivers that line, like he's like, I don't give a fuck about whatever this is. He's is- also I was so I've been watching the Lethal Weapon series right now just for fun, and uh, he's it, he's the guy in the first one that gets killed like the uh when he tells about the heroin shit from vietnam or whatever yeah and uh it's like that guy just shows up in the weirdest roles because he's also in so he's in halloween three he's the main guy in halloween three does uh, he have any one-liners in that one not really he's only in it for like five minutes He's like whoa halloween three but he has a ton of fucking great one-liners in, in night of the creeps yeah yeah uh anyway, I want, is he got, alive still yeah Okay, well, we got to write him into a movie. We got very sidetracked on that. But yeah, uh, Tales from the Crypt, Demon Knight, fucking great. So I, I was watching. It was going to play at the New Beverly. I was going to go see it. This shit happened, the fucking coronavirus. So I just was like, we hey. Sh- can we talk about how the coronavirus is just the no fun virus? Like, you yeah, literally can't no fun do allowed virus. So I was like, hey, why don't we just watch that movie? I've been, I've been like rewatching the series because it's so much fun. And uh, by the way, in the, when I was rewatching the series, the episodes I came across, I saw one with a, a young, like, pre-Thelma Louise Brad Pitt, which was very interesting. And uh, saw one with Joe Pesci, which was great. Uh, there's, like, the... Uh, oh, there's one where Ed Begley Jr. is, like, a like a salesman who goes to, like, this hillbilly house where there's a mom, a, a dad, and a daughter that are all played by Tim Curry with, like, crazy makeup effects on. And he does, like, the Pennywise voice, too. It, it's fucking great. Great show. And every show has that, like, intro and outro where it's the Crypt Keeper puppet. And they do that in this movie, in Demon Knight, where it starts where he's, like, directing a film where there's, like, a guy whose body's, like, melting off him, which was a cool effect in and of itself. Yeah. And um, But then they do this thing where, remember, it shows him, and he's, like, walking around, and it looks so awkward. He, he looks like a chimpanzee. You know what I'm talking about? Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, yeah, and then it's like it's he's, he's you know like, what that oh. reminded me of especially was the one cut of the dead. Yeah, dude, one cut of the dead. That's another movie that would if you're if you're quarantining yourself right now, check that out. That was it's a, fun a movie. Japanese movie about uh, a one shot, one take, single take zombie movie, and then like the making of. That's all I'm gonna tell you because it's fucking great. Uh, but, uh, anyway, yeah, also a couple. I mean, let's just let's look at this. Give a couple of su- uh, suggestions on Netflix. If you're in a co- stand-up comedy, uh, that's it for our like new recommendations of VOD stuff. But yeah, I mean, uh, let's. I mean, we might as well run through our. Ooh, good time. 
Good Time is on. Oh, this, so this is Netflix in the U.S. To, so sorry to. Jack. Uh, I believe Uncut Gems is out on Netflix. I think it's everywhere UK. but America. Which, yeah, which yeah, is fucking definitely stupid. recommend Uncut Gems if you're. So you got Uncut Gems. Uh, Burt Kreischer, if you're into stand-up comedy, his new special was pretty good. Uh, I know his his buddy Tom Segura, if you're in the podcast, has a new special coming out at midnight called Ball Hog. Yeah, so, so that should be out by the time we're watching. Yeah, this. but definitely. Um, what is the documentary? Uh, Oh, that's uh, it's called the Tiger something or other. I can't remember, but it's about Joe Exotic. Uh, it's a documentary. Oh, Tiger King. Yeah, it's about this dude who runs a um, zoo out of his house, basically, and he and this woman has like a big cat shelter where she, you know, protects lions and tigers. And she's like, he needs to be shut down. He shouldn't be allowed to do that. It's completely illegal. He's endangering his his life and all the people that work for him and people that go to his park and shit. And uh, it just goes off the rails from there because there's there's a podcast called Over Your Dead Body that covered the same story and it, it's fascinating. I can't wait to watch it. I'm also yeah. interested in that show Kingdom. I've seen that uh, over uh, here and there on the internet, and it's like this Korean show about like it's whatever zombies. the Korean equivalent to samurais are back in like those that era. Uh, and there and then the fucking zombies show up. So it's like would that be the feudal era for Japan? Is that the feudal era for anywhere else? I have no idea. I, I was just trying to <laughs> I was trying to make a, a like you said the way you said it seemed a little insensitive. Oh yeah, I know. I realized it sounds a little racist the way I explained it. I was just trying to think of like a visual equivalent of like this. It's like Dynasty Warriors, the vi- that video game, but still like not Korean good. Version. I'm sorry. I mean, <laughs> it's a little. Crouching tiger, hidden dragon, the way they're dressed. No offense intended. Uh, looks interesting, though. I'm curious about that. Yeah, we'll have to check that out. Anyway, we'll we'll wrap it up there. Um, I'll try and get this uploaded uh, as yeah, soon. If you have Hulu, check out Dave. That's that's another recommendation. Yeah, I was going to say, Hulu enjoy. has uh, uh, the the new, I would say, hit television. It's been getting great reviews. Uh, Dave, which it features Lil Dicky and uh, another great comedian, Andrew Santino. Yeah, he's great in it. Too. I would say his his best friend in that show is fucking hilarious. Uh, Taco from Odd Future is one of the main people, and then um, we've also been watching Gator. Uh, Gator is like one of the funniest yeah. characters in that show. He's like, man, we got to keep keep the grass cut so we can see the snakes. The newest uh, season of Curb Your Enthusiasm was fucking hilarious. We should just fantastic. do a whole topic on that show alone because that is like we next don't level. watch a lot. Of, we don't watch a lot of TV, so when we drop your TV recommendations, it's because it's actually good. What is this, Dairy Girls? Oh, uh, that's yeah. That's like an Irish uh, sitcom or something. Uh, you know what grosses me out? We'll end on this. Uh, British people call kissing snogging, and that really grosses me <laughs> yeah, out. Yeah, I don't like that. <laughs> there was some. They call it snogging, <laughs> and then they call them knickers Potter at some point. Yeah, like uh, what is underwear knickers? Like yeah. or is that socks? Okay, so there's uh, f- flogging is, is sex, right? They also call uh, math maths. Plural, which oh is my like, god! Be an and they also have a queen. Like, what's that about? <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Sorry, Edgar Wright. Uh, <laughs> I do like up. I do like spelling color with a U though. That feels that feels right. Oh, to me. flogging is like when you're hitting yourself or hitting somebody. It's like a to give someone a beating, right? Yeah. So flogging Molly. That's not really a good name for a man. <laughs> I knew that's what you were thinking of. <laughs> well, to snog is a snogging Molly, dude. <laughs> <laughs> 